It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Podcapers, the official podcast of a place to hang your cape. And this week, what happens when scheduling falls through the floor? You you get David Molosky to talk about Comic-Con. Yeah, that, that usually Yay! does it. Yay! Cue the music! Hello there, capers, and welcome to Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape. My name is Scott James Merriju, and this is the show where each week we talk about various geek and nerdy related topics and are joined by a very special different guest each week. Now, as I said, we had a bit of a scheduling mix-up entirely our vault, and so we had a free spot. So I thought, shall we get someone interesting, new and exciting? Someone to thrill you, capers? Well, whoever they were, they weren't available. So I got David Molosky instead! <laughs> Hello, capers! I'm sorry, kidding. I'm just kidding, David. We love you. We love you dearly. I know you do. I know, Scott. Yeah. Speaking speaking of some people we love, I, I wanted to give a shout out. We have a new patron supporter, Patreon supporter. Who is this Who, incredibly smart person? His name is Dave Green. I just wanted to give him a shout out. Thank you for donating, Dave. Um, you're now listed on our official patron page on A Place to Hang Your Cape. You'll also get um, a special thank you tweet as soon as you send me back your Twitter handle. And we've got some other great content. We've actually got some exclusive Patreon content coming up that I will be posting probably by the time this episode comes out. It'll probably already be out. So if you want to go onto our Patreon at patreon.com slash ab2hyc, you can donate and you can hear some bonus audio. And get some other exclusive rewards. You lucky, lucky, lucky sods. Oh, and uh, Dave, Dave Green, I love you. I do. do. You think other people love you? I love you. We do. But anyway, I'm moving on. Uh, So, obviously, it's that time of the year when everyone's going to cons, aren't they, David? Uh, We call it summer here in the UK, but uh, yes. (laughs) Well, that's the only way we know that summer has arrived, you know, when all the cons start popping up. Because, I mean, the weather changing, the temperature, no, that stays the same. Horrible. No, it's obviously when you start seeing more spandex and capes, that's when you know it's summer. How else yeah. would you know? Like the leaves changing in autumn, or the first frost of winter, it's people dressing up as Deadpool and Spider-Man for summer. Pretty much, yeah. I'd say that's accurate. Yeah, and of course, some people might be going to cons for the very first time. Yes, I still remember my first Comic-Con. Ooh, tell us the story. So this was back in 2013. I had just... uh, 
it was when I had just relaunched to place a hangar cave and taken on some new writers. I think it was right around the time that you and Mark started working for her. Yeah, it was September Sane, 2013 was when I joined oh. and Mark joined not long after that. Yeah, so I this was back in February that year. So maybe you were you were in the second batch then. Uh, Either yeah. way, really not relevant. So I was first the worst, the second the best. So I was going to um, London Super Comic Con, which is my first big con. I'd been to like a couple of weird, like smaller ones in in my college, but in uni. Um, but really, that I don't count those because they didn't really have many comics. So I was it's really a excited. comic convention yeah it's not worth getting into anyway so i went to lscc um and it was at the excel that year um and it was still pretty small i think it was only its second or third year running um so i basically i didn't have a ticket when i walked in and i basically just like walked in and bought a ticket which now i know is really unusual for comic cons and kind of skewed my perception so when i went to mcm later that year i assumed that i could just you know walk in and get a ticket and it ended up queuing for two hours so thanks for that um but yeah i remember being like really nervous asking people to take pictures and also being really nervous talking to comic creators um and stuff but actually a lot of the people i met at that convention are some of my closest friends still from the comic book scene so there you go yeah and then you went from that. You embarked upon a magical journey to many, 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 many other cons. Yeah, this year alone, I've been to five already. Oh my god! How do you find the stamina, man? Two were in one weekend. Four were in four weeks, including that weekend. So fun times. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Scott, I actually have a question for you about comic cons because we've actually only met at comic cons yeah the only time i've ever actually seen you in person so i have a question are you like a mystical like ghost a mystical spirit of some sort who can only materialize at comic cons because if that were true i would believe it based on the evidence i have right now well either that or you're based in london big comic cons are held in london so i went down to london you know, because I live in Edinburgh. It's another country away. I don't know. I think my magical spirit theory is a lot more uh, believable than, oh, it's in London. Okay, I if, mean, come on, Scott. If I was a magical ghost, I would not be haunting Comic-Cons. I would be haunting David S. Goyer. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Rattling you, chains in his attic. <laughs> Making He's his milk turn sour. Me. Uh, all right so what we thought we'd do for this episode and um like scott said we kind of did scramble this together at the last minute uh so it might be a little looser professionals absolutely um so like i said i've gone to a lot of cons i think since that one in 2013 i've been to maybe 20 or or even more than that um this year i went to leamington con uh mcm london Heroes and Villains fan London, Ice Brighton, and Elcaf. So that's a lot. Yeah. For just this year. So I actually thought, was thinking, so we wrote this article a few months ago. I wrote this article, rather, a few months ago about um, tips for going to Comic-Con. Uh, it was mainly aimed at punters. Um, and for those in America, that means the people who go as opposed to, like, the people who have a booth or whatever. You know, 
how do you explain punters? It's like a customer. I don't know. Basically, anyone that goes to other place to get any sort of service. Oh, oh here come the punters. Oh, come on, round up punters. Round up two for one half price fish. One pop up. I turn from like a street vendor into like an auctioneer for some reason. I don't know. Well, at any rate, um, so we thought we'd go through some advice for people who are going to con, maybe for the first time, or maybe you're changing the way that you're going to con. So I know that, for instance, I've mainly gone only as press, but and when you go as press, I mean, a lot of the things for punters is the same, but there are some tricks that you can learn to improve going as a member of the press. And there's also some things that I know, having spoken to people who've been behind the tables especially those indie creators so i thought we'd just go through you know the etiquette get through. yeah exactly yeah so, because this is britain and there is an etiquette for everything yeah so shall we st- shall we begin yeah let's start with number seven um this is going through my article which you can play along with we'll include the link in the show notes so number seven my first tip is look don't touch and which is advice for life in general as well yeah i mean a lot of these things are sort of like if you wouldn't do it in the real world don't do it at comic-con um but this one so it's basically um it goes both for people and comics but we'll start with the comics basically Whenever you go to a Comic-Con, there's going to be a lot of amazing things there that you're going to want to touch. Don't, <laughs> unless you ask permission. Um, and that goes for things like comics, statues, buttons, stickers, People. badges, costumes, and props. Um, it's basically just like you don't know what the deal is all the time. And I also know that like if you ask someone if you can pick up their if you if you can look through their comic, they're much more likely to be like yes, absolutely, and it, they're usually more engaged with you as opposed to if you just pick it up, it sort of feels like rude, um, or it can come off that way, and it just sort of can like affect the whole conversation that you. Excuse me, while I peruse your comic without your permission, fnaf fnaf fnaf. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because in a comic book store, you obviously would just pick it up. Um, but it's important to remember that this isn't a comic book store. Um, and it's, it's a showcase. Like... It's an exposition of people's hard work. Exactly. And you also don't know, like, if something, especially for, like, figurines and statues, like, maybe something's fragile. Maybe it's just, like, it's not for sale and it's just for display. Maybe um, people don't front... want your greasy fingers all over it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Imran from uh, the Jock and Nerd podcast has a very funny story about um, breaking a statue at G-Fest last year. So he is a living example of why you should look but don't touch. That said, if you ask and they say absolutely you can look at it, you can touch it rather, then go ahead and touch it. That's that's fine. Um, You might still get some weird looks. Can I touch that? What, my hat? Yes, your hat. I mean, okay, but why? It happens. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, again, a lot of other great rules for life. Just, just be respectful, I guess. Yeah. And I guess that kind of brings us up to the next one. Which... Number six. I love it when you do that. So I love so it when cool. I do that. Um... So this is a phrase that you may have heard before uh, floating around Comic-Cons, but it basically is cosplay is not consent. Now, I've talked about this uh, with Kit Horsley, a.k.a. Putty Geeks, a.k.a. our cosplay hero. 
And it's a very, very important subject of discussion that really people ought to know anyway. But apparently you've got to teach people how to be civilized beings. Yeah, and while we're talking about Kit, Kit actually made a YouTube video full of tips as well. If you want to watch that video, we'll link that in the show notes as well. Yes, it's a lot of good stuff there. Um, that one's aimed mainly at cosplayers, so like how to be a cosplayer at a con. Anyway, um, so just like with the books, don't touch costumes unless you ask. Again, you don't know how fragile they are. Um, I don't know why I feel like I have to say this, but obviously don't grope the cosplayers. You'd be surprised. Advice for life! Don't thing. grope people. If you do, it may cause a bit of a bother. Yeah, the other thing is a lot of people feel like when they see the character, someone in a costume as the character, that they're seeing the character and they tend to like treat them that way. So like you might be feel like you want to, you know, run up and hug Spider-Man or Deadpool or whatever. Who but would you hug Deadpool? If I saw a man that was like heavily scarred and a mask and grenades and machine pistols and two samurai swords, I would not hug him. Although having said that, I was at a con where there was a guy dressed as Deadpool with a sign that said free hugs and I did hug him. But even then, he had the sign. Yes, everyone with the free hug sign, that's them saying that it's okay to hug them. Um, And I do that a lot. Sometimes at cons, you just need a hug. Because Um, you know why? Because it's free. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it, free anything. I'll take it. Free plutonium. I'll I'll handle that. Um, but the thing about cosplayers again, it's just like, um, make, just be respectful. Just remember that the person under the mask may not want to touch other people. Like a lot of the people that go to cons, maybe, are have some sort of social anxiety and things, and just be to be aware that that happens and that they may be cosplayers as well. Um, it's also just because they're in cosplay doesn't mean you can take a picture of them, and it definitely doesn't mean that you can take any picture of them. Yeah, photo consent is another thing that we go around quite rightly, and just like, because I mean, would you be okay if someone took a photo of you? Just if you're just walking down the street, I wouldn't. I think, are you spying on me? What's going on here? Who sent you? And yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, I've had it. I've had it happen to me. I, I was at a con, um, one of the cons that double weekend. And I just wear a cape to cons um, for a place to hang your cape. Uh, and someone just like, I was just walking and someone just took a picture of me and was like, oh, I'm going to post this on my Twitter. And I was like, uh, Ask! but you know, like you just like, it's, it looks like it's a terrible picture basically because I was sort of like, what is happening? Um, so, you know, if you're going to take a picture of a cosplayer, just, you know, tap them on the shoulder, say, Hey, I really like your costume. Do you mind if I take a picture? Be clear about what you want in the picture. If you want yourself in the picture with the cost with the cosplayer, if you want them to do a specific pose, like you can ask again. Like they're just a person, so if they, they say they'll no, they'll probably say yes. But, but if they say, say no, yes. that's entirely their costume, prerogative. Yeah, and if they're in costume, they're going to be prepared to have this happen to them, so it's fine. If they're in like, costume, they probably want people like looking at them and uh, taking photograph and evidence of their hard work. But if they don't, again, they're allowed to do that and you're not allowed to get huffy about it. Exactly. Jeez. It's, yeah. It's 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 not that difficult, kids. Just, you know. It's different if you, like, catch someone accidentally in, like, the background shot or something. If you're taking a picture of a oh, crowd. Yeah. I mean, 
fair enough but it's just sort of use common sense basically it's also like just because someone else is taking a picture of them doesn't mean that you can no so don't like snipe over someone's shoulder and take a picture and also if you do take a picture of someone ask them if they want you to send it to them somehow because a lot of cosplayers have cards or like have websites and they want to you know have the picture yeah so people know who they are and say oh this person does great cosplay yeah, my pro tip, which is another one, I, I sort of would keep this for press, file this in press as well, but I always take pictures of whenever someone hands me a card, a cosplayer especially, um, I like to take a picture of them with the card. Like uh-huh. I'll hold the card in front of the camera and just be like, look, I'm just taking a really quick picture just so I don't forget that this is you. That way when I go back through the pictures and you know on my phone or whatever, um, right next to the person's picture, that it, like the good picture is a picture of the card and i go oh right they had a card let me look that up and then i can tag them on on twitter instagram or whatever so we can um, share the love yeah exactly yeah i think moving on from that we're going to go into number five so this one is just to remember that comic creators are people too and Scott, you forgot this once very early on when you started a place saying your cape. That's not a story we tell very often. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was a really bad comic, David. I know, I know. It was a really, really bad comic. Okay, so Capers, you know how I can be, um... Very honest about my opinion about certain things that I'm deemed to be of an inferior quality. There was a comic, which we won't mention the name of, that I consider to be very, 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 very below what is the bare minimum required in terms of good writing. So I tore it to shreds. And in fairness, I may have gone a teeny weeny tiny whiny itty bitty overboard. I believe there was a line about how it made you want to bang your head against the wall. Well, in fairness, I banged my head against the wall. For 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 any creators out there, just so you know, Scott is not allowed to review comics anymore. Except on the show. (laughs) Yeah, I'll review anything I fucking want on this fucking show. I've got free reign, but I... But yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it was um, not the most professional. Inter- it had to be rewritten. It, it had to be rewritten. It was my but very anyway, first review. And <laughs> yeah, they, they were not happy. Anyways, the point that I'm, I'm trying to make is just to remember that when you're 
at the booth and speaking to one of the creators, and this is mainly I'm talking about like in the Artist Alley or Comics Village with like the indie creators or at like a smaller con, just remember that the person behind that booth actually put a lot of work into what's in front of you. And um, it also like they're a person. So whenever I go up to a creator, the first thing I usually do is just ask them like, hey, how's your day going? Like, what's up? Like, I wouldn't, if I was approaching any normal person, or, you know, if I was really drawn to the the comic itself, I'll be like, dude, that's, that cover is really cool. Um, can you tell me about it? Uh, and that's actually my main trick with creators, is that everyone likes talking about themselves. So if you ask them to talk about their book, which is clearly the, something they're very passionate about, they'll tell you about it. And it sort of means, it sort of is like, when I do it, Obviously, I'm doing it in a press situation, which is different. But if I, when I, even when I am going and I am trying to buy the book or interested in whether I might, um, it means that, like, when you walk up to the booth and you say, Hey, can you tell me about this? It makes it easier for them to go into their sales pitch. And it means that, like, you, it makes the conversation a little bit easier. And you can say things like, Oh, I mean, that sounds cool. Um, can I buy it? or not or you can be like oh that sounds really cool but it's not really what i'm interested in and it, it just makes the conversation a little bit easier and more natural mm-hmm. and just just and beyond that just you know um just be nice and people i don't like be up like say hey kirkman i think walking dead sucks don't do that yeah or don't also like don't insult people's art like a lot of the art at cons or some people's art at cons may not won't be up to the um marvel and dc standard but that doesn't mean that it's not good in its own right and stuff this is something i talked about recently on the ghost city comics podcast that competition's still going on by the way guys if you want to enter that um yeah basically just like you know the just be nice to the people behind the booths i mean it's just like like everywhere just be nice yeah just don't be a dick. That's advice for life. That's pretty. That's I think I like to think of that as the eleventh commandment. Just like just brought down from on high, inscribed in stone. Don't be a dick. Advice. Thou shalt not be a dick. Thou shalt not be a dick. Advice for life. Moving on to other advice. Uh, number four. So this sort of goes into what I was. Um, tailing into earlier but it's uh basically it's buy what you like but don't feel like you have to buy everything um so i always bring cash to a convention and i always make sure that i bring a specific amount whatever that might be um to budget it out so that i don't go overboard um it's also like while a lot of people will take cards at cons it's sometimes not the most secure place not that their specific device won't be secure but just in general conventions like that aren't a lot of people a lot of crowds you gotta be a tiny bit careful yeah basically um oh definitely don't ever use contactless payment at a con always enter your pin this is a tip from a friend of mine who is a um, security expert um he told me at the last convention i was at oh yeah anyway that's uh, a pro tip for you there. And also, a lot of the uh, smaller people, a lot of the, well, not smaller people, you know, the, the, the smaller creators and stuff, they might not have a card machine. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're and the people the that probably need the money the most. There, yeah, the ATMs will also be really crowded. Usually, it's the longest line in the place. Mm-hmm. 
So I always bring a specific amount of cash and I know that that's how much I want to spend. So I usually, if it's, if it's a multi-day con, I'll walk around, speak with people. And then it's usually not until the Sunday until that I actually decide what I'm going to buy. And that's really normal. And a lot of people do that. And that's totally fine. Saying things like, I'm going to come, that sounds really awesome. I'm going to come back later. Um, I usually say, that sounds really awesome. I'm not buying anything today, but I'll swing back around on Sunday. Um, and it's also just like, it's... It's you your money. And yeah, it's basically, it's your money. Don't let anyone force you to buy anything. Or and that's something you, I'll get to... judge you or guilt you yeah. or whatever. This is something I'll get into when I talk um, more about advice for being behind the table. But there's definitely some creators who give you like that hard sell really like sort of shove the comic in your face, try to get you to buy it. And while there's nothing wrong with that, it's also, it makes it very hard for people to say no. And you, if, if you're uncomfortable, you can just say, look, it looks really cool. I'm just not buying anything right now. I'm just walking around. And, and that's cool. Like, basically, flip side of it is, if you do like the thing, fucking buy it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you want, if you like the thing... And you want more of the thing, you gotta buy the thing, because that way the people making the thing will be more incentivized to keep on making the thing. This is like a th fundamental law of the universe. First rule of thermodynamics. He said not knowing anything about thermodynamics. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, uh, the, the people on the other side of the booth, they'll be, they'll have been where you are. They'll know that you, maybe you'll come yeah. back, maybe you won't, and it'll be fine, and they'll understand. And just, you know hedge your bets, take a look, and uh, see what appeals. And if it does appeal and you can afford to buy it and there's nothing else really you want, fucking buy it. What's stopping you? Yeah, and th the other thing is, it's like, you know, if you go to cons, you should definitely go to the Artist Alley or the Comics Village, whatever. Meet, like, talk to some of the people and take a chance on their comics. Even if you don't end up liking it, most of the time it's only going to cost you like three pounds just to try it. And that's not that much. And for them, it could be the world. And for you, it's pocket change. Um, so, like, just give it a shot. Like, a lot of the, a lot of gems are out there, and I'm, the quality of the comics that I've been seeing is actually getting higher. The more people that join the industry, and I think Scott, you'll agree that a lot of the comics we've seen lately have been really great. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. So just like, go out and actually buy stuff. Yeah, and you know, because then you might discover something that you'll really, really love purely by accident, or maybe off a recommendation of a friend. Or a recommendation. If you are thinking about going to a con, look up what we've reviewed recently, because nine times out of ten, we'll have reviewed everything that's coming out specifically at that con beforehand, so that you know if someone's, you know, got a big comic day viewing, then you can check it out. Yeah, we won't steer you wrong. Didn't you recently get into something, David, that I recommended? Uh, it's not a comic, though. No, but it is but something I, I did choose start to mention. Carmilla, finally. I, it only took me like mentioning it nearly every single episode, but he, I finally hooked David into the wonderful world of Carmilla. And David, what do you think so far? It's pretty good. I've already watched. So I watched the whole first series. 36 episodes. He all live like Facebooked drunk direct messaged I me. Yeah, I got, I, I had a bottle of wine and I, I watched the first series and I live texted um, Scott the entire time. 
uh, my reactions. And I think you'll agree they were pretty positive. I, I really did. I love the show. It's very addictive. I definitely recommend like setting aside an evening and watching one of the se- the first season all at once. Um, I think that it plays better that way. I don't know if you agree. Yeah, it's it's very, it's very much a show that you can binge. It's very sh- fairly yeah. short episodes because it's a web series. And it, the it, one thing is, I think start I've started to get really annoyed about the theme song because it's just like it's over and over and over again. It's just like the, it's not that it's annoying in and of itself, but just the re- repetition of it. The theme Every song minutes, is awesome. This, this, the theme song it's not i'm not saying it's a bad theme song oh just because it's at the end of every <laughs> single bit it's you're hearing it okay well uh, have you even listened to the whole thing like there's a whole song and it's a beautiful song oh my I god i have not but yeah um but yeah if you are like unsure about a comic so let's say you go to a con this is actually my my genuine advice to people go to a con on the friday and the saturday and if anything catches your eye write it down and if you aren't sure whether you want to buy it or not look it up on a place saying your cape because chances are we might have a review on it and that'll probably help you decide whether you actually want to buy it on the sunday there you go yeah it does again advice for life so i think we're going to move on now we're going to talk about number three so this one is i I actually i'm reading the article now and i love the picture on this one i love the picture of it it's uh, one of my favorite pictures of myself in cosplay yeah. Um, so this one is Make Friends. Um, and the picture, for those of you who don't want to click on the article, but you totally should because it's a great picture, it's me dressed as um, first season Daredevil uh, with uh, an amazing Kingpin and Spider-Man cosplayers. Um, and it's... I thought that the picture exemplified it. It's, you know, it's Kingpin giving Spider-Man and, Deadpool and uh, Daredevil a hug. Like, what could be better than that? best of friends yeah so like i go to cons and i make friends and i i actually i go alone a lot of the time sometimes i'll go with um some of the placing your cape team but i go alone just as often and i always never feel like i'm actually going alone and it feels like i'm going all day and maybe every 10 minutes i'll see someone i know and i do things that i just you know i go to meetups i i chat with the comic creators i'll chat with any random cosplayer i see and I just try to make friends. And look, I'm a really big extrovert, so I know not everyone's going to do it. But um, if you're going to con for the first time by yourself, um, try to find some like Facebook groups for people who might be going for the same thing. Most of them have either Facebook events or Facebook groups um, related to it. If you're going to cosplay, there's tons of cosplay meetups at every convention. Uh, and like for me, it's it's like... I go and it's a big party. Yeah, that's basically what conventions are. They're a big party for people that are into all the same stuff that you are. And even if they're not into the exact same stuff, you know what? If you have a conversation with someone, you might find something else that you might be into further down the road. You might experience someone that says, oh, I'm not into that thing, but I'm into this other thing. Like, ooh, what's this other thing? Ooh. And then you have a conversation. I've also had some really intelligent, nerdy debates with people at at Comic-Con where it's like, I don't like this thing that you're cosplaying, but I'm going to talk to you about it and you can tell me why you like it and I can tell you why I don't like it and we can disagree and that's okay too. And I find that like the nerds there are much more accepting of like like, being disagreed with, although Scott is also not an unusual example. Scott. What do you say when people tell you how much they love DC? I say you are wrong. Y- you're wrong. 
But I like them. You're wrong. But you might like- You're wrong. But perhaps if- No! You're wrong! DC is wrong! Accept your fate! So yeah, that's gonna be in trouble in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah. If I remember, I think the first con we met, I don't know how, but the Princess Bride got brought up. Maybe it was because of your costume looks a bit like uh, one of the costumes. Yeah. Uh, everyone says I keeps thinking, mistaking me for the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, which, uh, which I don't see, but... Just... Just poking holes in the eyes and being like, now the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yeah, and I mentioned that I fucking hate The Princess Bride because it's a stupid movie. You did not it's agree. It's an amazing movie, Scott. No, it isn't. Shut your fucking face. Okay, okay, okay. So I get that it's a grandpa telling his kid a story. Great, fine. But they keep on cut, interrupting the story and cutting back to them just talking. And maybe the kid offers like a pithy quote like, oh, well, this is going to have any kissing, is it? Like, what is the point of that? Continue the story. Develop these characters. Oh, what's it developing? Oh, the kid actually likes kissing now. Well, that's a big fucking character revelation if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh, and then, oh my god. So, the Wesley and fucking Buttercup are in this forbidden forest type thing. And they're having a conversation. They just got away from the bad guys. They had to go into the forest to get away from the bad guys. And then this rat creature attacks Wesley. Oh, no. Rodent of unusual size, I'll have you know. An R-O-U-S. Like I said, a rat creature. And so he it knocks his sword out of his hand and it lands near Buttercup. So I'm like, okay, Buttercup, here's your chance to prove your worth. Pick up the sword and kill the rat creature. Oh, 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 no. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, pick up the sword and hand it to Wesley so that he can kill the rat creature. Oh, oh. Oh, okay, pick up the sword and throw it to Wesley. Oh, oh, oh no. Tap it towards him with your foot. Oh, oh, oh no. Encourage him to grab the sword himself. Oh, oh, oh no. Do something! Do something, Buttercup, you stupid blonde bint! Do something! Oh my god, he is dying! Your boyfriend is going to have his face bitten off by scabbers! Do something! And eventually, she does nothing, and he has to kill it himself. Well done, Buttercup, you're useless. And then they leave the Forbidden Forest, and they run straight into the bad guys again! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! I thought the whole reason they went into this wood was so that they could get away from the bad guys. They left in a completely random exit, and the bad guys immediately find them. And nothing interesting or worthwhile was discovered while they're in the wood, so that whole scene was fucking pointless! But clearly, um, Robin Wright used that scene as motivation to get some combat training, because by the time, 30 years later, she appeared as Antiopian Wonder Woman, she was a fucking badass. That is the only, the only conciliation. That's better, yes. Take a breath. How does that machine that sucks the life out of you work? How does that machine do that? They never explain it. Why would a prince marry a commoner? How does that happen? Why? Oh, why am I the only person that thinks that someone saying as you wish is creepy? As you wish. It's creepy! That is not a comforting, suave, or charming line. That is creepy. That is like something that Crispin Glover would say in a horror movie. As you wish. No! No, it's weird. <laughs> and apparently because she's kept on saying, as you wish, she realized, oh, I guess that means he's in love with me. Okay. And now I'm in love with him. 
Okay, where is the development? Moving swiftly on. I'm sorry. I fucking hate that movie. This is stupid. Oh, God. So, um, moving on to number two. So this one is Follow the Rules. And I really can't stress this one enough. Um, every convention has different rules um, that you will need to follow. And if you're not sure if something's against the rules, ask. And especially if you're going as a cosplayer, like make sure that you know what the rules are regarding like fake weapons and, and large props because that's one of the major ones at conventions. Yeah. Um, especially in the UK, those... we have very select rules yeah. about what you can. I've, I, I mean, I've, I'm a writer. I've, I've suggested and pitched ideas for uh, short films and stuff that featured like weapons and it's like oh is this in an outdoor open space yeah you can't do that because the police will be called they will come and they will yep. arrest you yeah i've seen it actually it's also like a lot of the rules around celebrity interactions as well like don't be that asshole who tries to like give a celebrity something like there's usually rules around that or whatever like don't ruin it for everyone else kind of thing yeah um because they might feel they they're people they might feel uncomfortable they might not want to come back after that exactly like even like i've been told um as press especially like you're not allowed to give the celebrity give any of the celebrities your business card yeah it's like that's okay i won't unless they ask me like you know it's fine um if they ask don't say no i won't give you my business card yeah yeah obviously um the other thing is just like the rules are there for your own safety, basically. Um, whatever that you may think about the rules, if you think that they're stupid or if they're annoying you, like, don't be an asshole. And most of the time it's there to make sure that you have a good time and that everyone stays safe. Um, I know recently in London, a lot of the cons are introducing, like, bag checks. Um, just, like, I always just go and I'm like, here's everything. And, like, sometimes they're like, can you can you drink from your water bottle? And I'm like sure if you want me to i'm like, already thirsty but all right yeah i had to do that at, at heroes and villains con and i was going in and out of the press entrance a few times and every time they asked me to drink from my water bottle <laughs> i was like guys i need to save some water for the actual day <laughs> yeah yeah it's, uh, it, as you say it's for your own protection it's for the people that are attending the colony like the the, the um, creators and the celebrities and things like that protection and it's just like you're not going to have a bad time if you follow us. There's nothing that you could do at that convention that would be interesting and fun to do, but would also go against the rules. These are yeah. not arbitrary things. Yeah. Alright, so let's move on to the last one the last tip from the article, Scott. Number one. Um so this is basically just to carry the essentials. Um Because you will be list. on your feet. All goddamn day. Yeah, so the number one thing is wear sneakers. Um, or wear trainers. Uh, if you plan on going in your stilettos, you've got another thing coming. Yeah, I know people who cosplay and they will like literally change their shoes for a shoot and then go right back into trainers. Yeah. Um, so here's my list. And again, we'll link out to this. Um, but this is basically everything that I bring to a Comic-Con. Handy dandy um, survival list. Yeah, I, I actually, I so I posted this article about a week before I went to Heroes and Villains, and a friend of mine was coming with me, and it was her very first con ever, so she read the the list, and she was like, 
kind of teasing me about how wait actually you do have everything on this list and i was like why why do you think i wrote it like are yeah. you, are you sh like why would i write it and not live by it like so guys this is actually if you wanted to get an inventory of what's in david malofsky's bag at a comic-con here's the list here's our new section entitled what's in david malofsky's bag Yay! <laughs> Uh, so number one, uh, water, um, mm -hmm. and also snacks. Uh, and these two kind of go hand in hand. Most of the food and water at Comic-Con is really expensive. Um, most of the time you're at a convention center of some sort. And it's also that sort of like that theme park, uh, sort of, um, they got the monopoly on it so they can raise the prices as high as they want. Uh, won't be the best quality food and it'll be usually in a yeah. few places which may be hard to find slash will have massive queues or be really far from everything else yeah so what i like to do is i bring my own water and then i bring a lot of like small snacks to keep me going through the day so i usually try to have like a big breakfast and then i'll like snack during the day and then i'll have dinner afterwards um bit so of protein I... bit of carbohydrates bit of sugar yeah basically I usually stop at like Tesco's and I'll pick up like a, a meal deal or something before I go into a con. Um, that's usually a good one to go for. I also sometimes I'll go for like celebrations or some other just like basically candy. Um, for me, the what I would recommend is when I did Duke of Edinburgh Award, this is what I always I used to take jelly babies with me. Yeah, that's and a great one. Great, great for great for nerd props because you know Doctor Who, but also simply because. Uh, it, it's basically sugar, so just keep it going. Yeah. Whatever you do, do, I don't. I wouldn't bring anything salty, so don't bring pretzels or things like that. Yeah. That will make you more dehydrated. I, I also I bring um I have a Graze Box subscription. Do you know? You I've heard box, of so. things like that. Yeah, those things are also like it's basically like um for Americans it's basically like trail mix kind of stuff, like nuts and and dried fruit. Um, so that's a, a more a healthier option, which is what I'm trying to go towards now, because mm. otherwise I end up eating candy all day at a con, and it's not great. Um, yeah. But yeah, and the other thing is like, if I do ever have candy on me, I I always like offer it to to people around me if yeah it's appropriate. Um, so that's fun. Um, the other thing I also I always bring like a whole pack of gum to a convention, and if it's a two day con, I'll, I may go through the ent an entire like. 10 or 12 pack of gum. Um, and the reason is I talk a lot at conventions, almost nonstop. Mm -hmm. And sometimes going into my bag and getting out my water every few minutes isn't really possible. So I chew gum basically to keep my mouth from getting dry. And also because I get really bad breath if I keep talking without having gum for a long time. Like probably right now I have bad breath from talking so much on this podcast. Yeah, we, we, we both have water. He's got his A Place to Hang Your Cape water bottle, and I've got my Donkey Kong mug. If you want your place, own A Place to Hang Your Cape water bottle, I'll include a link to where you can buy it. They are perfect for conventions mm -hmm. because they keep the water cold. These are like these nice metal bottles. I've had this bottle at a convention um, in May. It was swelteringly hot, and I had to keep it in a um plastic bag all day because it was condensating the whole day because it was still cold the whole day so i highly recommend them folks i think they're really cheap as well yeah. and just and the last thing about just, yeah yeah and just uh one last thing about food just remember that uh if you have a big breakfast don't forget you're not there when you're eating something you're not gonna be there to uh you know be full again you're gonna be there just to keep yourself going don't, don't yeah. ever do it 
because because you're going to be walking around a lot so yeah and I, I also see a lot of people who have big lunches there they get they just crash right after so that's why i recommend like having like a, lo a lot of little snacks instead of stopping having a big lunch it's going to be very hot there's going to be a lot of yeah. people that's not a good environment and because there's a lot of people you're going to need the next thing on the list which is hand sanitizer um i definitely recommend bringing this one um a lot of people are going to be shaking your hand basically is what it comes down to um when i'm worried about it more i will do a pound and i know a lot of people like you know adapt what do you call it fist bump yeah um See, that's so... what, i mean that's i mean i don't know because i mean yeah obviously you need to be uh, healthy and sanitized and hygienic and all that but at the same time like uh, I've never really been particularly worried about that. I think bringing hand sanitizer around is a very American thing, if you don't mind me saying. Fair enough, but I, I can't tell you the number of times that I, I've gotten con flu even with the hand sanitizer. Uh, and, like, that's a, it's a real thing. Like, if one person is sick at con, everyone will get sick. Because everyone's shaking hands and hugging. It's a, pe and, it's a Petri dish. Yeah, and basically, I know a lot of the, like, this one goes double if you're behind a booth. Oh, yeah. Bring hand sanitizer or put a sign in that says, or, or basically just every time someone goes for a handshake, go for the fist bump. Um, because it happens and yeah. you will get sick. And, everyone, and no one wants to get is sick. really hung over on Sunday and that's when you're going to get sick. Yeah. Um, all right. So the next few items are pretty self-explanatory. I bring a pen. I bring safety pins, mostly because I wear a cape and every cosplayer pretty much will always need a safety pin. I've made friends because I heard someone go, oh, I ripped my costume. I'm like, do you want a safety pin for like 10 minutes, you know, to get you through the next 10 minutes? And they'll take that. Um, uh, I, I Obviously, I bring a camera, um, often in addition to my phone. Um, I have a little GoPro that I bring. And uh, if I go as a place in your cape, usually I have a dedicated photographer as well. Um, if you're going to just as a punter, like take pictures on your phone. It's a lot of fun. Um, I also take a spare phone battery because my battery, my phone is shit. So I always have one, um, another easy I, way to make friends as well. Yeah. And also cause just because you might be there with a couple of other people and you might go off to do different things and then you want to be able to find yourselves again afterwards and meet up. So if you can't phone each other, you're not going to be able to do that. Oh, by the way, a lot of the time the service at cons is really bad especially data service and even if there's free wi-fi it'll be shit if you ever split up with someone make a time and place that you'll meet back up because chances are you actually won't even be able to make to catch them on the on the phone yeah either that or abide by the buddy system yeah there's that yeah um so my last essential thing is probably the most obvious which is bring something to carry your stuff in yeah this is for cosplayers especially. Like, if you're ever going to go for um, a version of a character, the Rob Liefeld version is always best because they have the most pouches. Oh, yeah. um, pouches everywhere. Pouches where you didn't think there could be pouches. Pouches where you don't want there to be pouches. And just think about it as a cosplayer. Like, obviously you want to go for accuracy, but you're also going to need, as a cosplayer especially, you're probably going to need almost all these things as well. Um, so... You know, you're just going to need to work it out. I had a, in the, in the article, there's a picture of a Harley Quinn who built space into her hammer. Oh, that's um, that. To keep stuff in. Yeah. Much like the actual Harley Quinn would have done. Yeah. And um, I know people who will just, you know, just uh, like I do. I just bring a bag. Uh, usually um, just a normal bag. Yeah. Like, 
You don't need a bigger heavy-duty rucksack, but you don't need a, like a clutch purse either. That won't do anything. Yeah, I usually bring like just like um like a cloth uh tote bag kind of thing. Yeah, something that's uh, that's easy to carry that won't like dig into your shoulders or anything like that, or they'll just be uncomfortable and just something that is practical but also comfortable. Exactly. So there's a couple other things that I didn't mention um, in the article. One of them is always make sure that you leave space in your bag to hold comics. A lot of people forget about that. Like I sometimes even forget about it. I usually bring an extra plastic bag just for my comics, just in case. And I swear it has saved my life so many times. The last con I went to on the Sunday, I bought all my comics and I got outside and it was pouring with rain and I had to meet someone. So I couldn't wait for it to stop. And the fact that I had an extra bag to plastic bag to put my comics in and keep them protected, like totally saved me. It it was otherwise like, you would basically have mushy pulp. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Scott, do you have any other as a punter any other tips for people going to Comic Con? Just bask in the awesomeness that is the con. You're there to have fun. You're there to meet interesting people. You're there to see interesting things and buy interesting stuff. And just uh, celebrate the conniness of it all. It was very, it was a very transformative experience for me the first time I get it. And also, uh, thing is, if you're not big on crowds, just uh, if if you, if it's all a bit too much for you, just walk away from it for a bit. Find a place where it's a bit less crowded and just take a moment. You know, just take a moment yeah. because there is plenty of time for you to see everything. In fact, more often than not, you'll see everything rather quickly and then you'll have like hours just to fill the day so just yep. and that's another thing just take your time you know yeah and it's also try new things in that regard mm -hmm. like there's going to be a lot to see but yeah going back to what you were saying like if it does kind of get overwhelming and, and frankly it overwhelms me sometimes sometimes i just need like five minutes to just be just get away like, from the noise and the people yeah. and the heat the heat is the worst um like almost every convention will allow you to walk outside and then come back in you know and it's it, it can be it's fine yeah. like yeah yeah um but yeah going back to what i was saying before also like definitely try new things at con um and doesn't just mean comics like i'll do really random things at, con at cons like there was a harry potter virtual reality experience thing and i was like <gasps> this looks like shit and i tried it and it was pretty cool um did you have a magical wizarding time it was like you were wearing like an Oculus Rift and holding like a wand and you were sort of just like swinging. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but like there's there's tons of stuff at cons and like especially like something like MCM or San Diego or New York. Like there's going to be so much shit there. Just like don't worry about doing everything, but also like don't be afraid to try something new. Yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, every single con you go to, chances are there'll be at least one or two things that are new. I bet you've yeah. been to a lot of cons. Is that right? Every con, there's something new. It, and, like, every con, there's at least a new comic, uh, if nothing else. But, like, there's always something different, always something to bring you back every year, you know. Oh, yeah, and don't forget that. So, yeah. yeah, just don't forget that, as we said, these cons are full of people that organize these cons because they love pop culture. They love these things, and we're all there for the same reason. So, enjoy that. Yeah. Right, so that advice I say, was mainly for the punters, but there are other people at cons, aren't there, David? Yeah, so um, there's also, obviously, there's press like us, and there's also the people behind the table. And so here's, I have a little bit of advice for the people who are going as that. 
Um, what I would say, if you are doing that, um, the number one thing is the same tips apply. So a lot of the same tips about like what to bring, what to um, what to wear, what I was saying about the colors and stuff. It's all the same. So I'm not going to go over those things again. Even more so, in fact, um, because uh, you're representing someone. You're representing people that you maybe work for your, yeah. or yourself as a journalist. So, you know, uh, be even more respectful, if anything. Yeah, so my, my number one advice for going as press is plan ahead. Um, I always have a plan when I walk into a con. It's always I'm going to do two hours in the Comics Village, then I'm going to take a break and wander, and then I'm going to do another two hours in the Comics Village, then I'm going to go check out the press conference um, later on, and then I'm going to, you know, whatever. Block go take out today. Pause. Yeah, exactly. And it's also like if you know that you're going to do a specific thing, so like we've gone to conventions and we've known that we wanted to film a video that day, you know, prioritize what you're doing. So, you know, if you're going to, if your aim is to get a lot of like Vox Pops on this and like man on the street interviews, do that first. Cause you'd be surprised how fast the day goes by you at a con. Yeah. Cause everyone's already there. So once you've gone through them all, you'll do that pretty quickly. Or at least all the people you want to. No one turns up to a con like halfway through the day. Actually, people do. But anyway. Oh, okay. Um, well, ignore me then. <laughs> um, the other thing is like dealing with... So that's like on the con floor. And on the con floor, it's basically exactly the same as everything else I just said. Um, the other thing I would say as press is... Um, basically, it's it's sort of like no like follow the rules again but it's also sort of like no like so what i do is I, I always try to find one of the organizers at every convention and just have a quick chat with them if possible um whether it's in, in an email or whatever but it's like i try to get as much information as i can beforehand and there's a couple people that at different cons that i've been to a few times that i know so i know how to like get answers to my questions so it's sort of i guess my tip here is like speak to someone who knows what's up because um, a lot of times as press you're going to end up spending a lot of your time like wondering where the um, celebrity panels are or um, I had once spent 20 minutes just trying to find out where to get my press pass from so yeah it's sort of just like find someone who knows what's up get all your questions out at the beginning of the day and go from there um, and then the other thing is just my big one, and this is goes for um, being behind the table as well. Bring business cards. Uh -huh. I pass out hundreds at every con I go to because there are hundreds of people there. Yeah, and it's a great way to like both advertise your site, but it's also a great way for people to like remember you. I especially do when I take pictures of cosplayers because I want them to be able to find their pictures. And I've had so many people be like, "Oh my god, I was so busy that day. I didn't even get a single picture of myself." But you, I saw your card, and I remembered you took a picture, and so now I actually found one picture of me from that day. So it's things like that um, that can really make a difference. I'd also say, like, you know, don't like don't be a dick because you're press, and don't assume that you're going to get better treatment because you're press. Because you're not. You're not better. You're not going to get better treatment. You just have a badge and yeah, talk if, to more people. If anything, you're less important than the punters because yeah. they paid and quite frankly when you have a press pass you don't yeah. um but it's and so it's basically like if, you, if someone tells you that you can't do something because you're whether it's because you're press or just generally that you can't and like in this my best example is like 
if a celebrity says that they're not going to do an interview with you, um, accept that and just move on. Yeah. Like, don't find a celebrity people. that wants to do an interview. Yeah, or just you know move on to something else. And it's just like don't. It's basically like remember that you're representing a company, whatever in whatever capacity it is. And like the better that you behave, the better it reflects on the company, and the better it goes for like everyone. Um, and it means that like you're more likely basically to get a press pass the next time you apply. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's about it for press. I, you've gone as press once or twice. Well, you've gone with uh, with the placing your cape team. Yeah, handing out uh, me and Mark Russell. We've been handing out cards for a place to hang a cape and all sorts. And that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. I'll admit, I did most of that. He, I tried to get him to do it a couple of times. He's like, No, would you, would you, would you like a, would you like a, a place to hang your cape card? And they're like, Yes, yeah, thank you. And he's like, Okay, thanks, bye. He's only getting really confident with me when I talk about Disney. <laughs> I will say it does actually, if you're going as press, if you go as a team, it helps a lot because, for instance, me and Will, Will's taking a picture, I will stand off to the side, and then as soon as he's done taking the picture, the person will walk off. So I am closer to the person to hand them the business card. So it's things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give away too many of my secrets, I think, but, you know, oh. Um, the competition you... could be listening. Uh, so don't listen anyway uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's go on so I think I have a few things to say for people behind the table so you might be a comic mind, book artist you might be a writer you might be someone just selling yeah. merchandise whoever you are yeah exactly this is mainly aimed at like comic creators of one form or another mm. um, bearing in mind I've never actually made a comic and I've never sold a comic at comic-con but i have sold my our calendar at comic-con um although it was only for like an hour or so that i was behind the table first off if it's your first time going and like selling at a convention it's hard and it's harder than you think because you're going to have most of the day is going to be people being like like looking at your comic and then going that's cool and walking away yeah um and you just sort of have to grow a thick skin and accept it um People might not be interested. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I would say definitely practice your pitch beforehand. Get it down to 30 seconds, whatever it is for your comic. Don't pitch it as it's X meets Y because I hate that. I fucking hate it. Uh. It's not It's not Jaws meets Alien. It's whatever your comic actually is. Like, just pitch the story, and then if afterwards... You're, you're you not say, pitching to film executives. You're pitching directly to the consumer. And while it is an easy shorthand, it can also make you sound, make it sound like that's just what you did. And that almost like sells your ideas short. Yeah. Like if you came up like, you know, let's go back to Sarah Millman was on the show recently. Yeah, Sarah Millman, NCPTT, NPCT. There, I got it. Yes. Um, Fucking tongue twister. We're, we're in the final hours of her Kickstarter campaign right now, Capers, and she's almost at 400%. Um, so if you look at her other comic, though, Heart of Time, you could easily pitch that as, so it's a time travel story, and you could sort of pitch it as, like, steampunk meets Doctor Who kind of thing, and, like, that just sounds like she just took, like, Doctor Who and put it in a steampunk setting, and it's like, that actually sells 
the idea of it really short yeah think about what like, doctor who is what is that about it's madcap it's adventures through time and space stuff and then take that add it to steampunk or or even what if you tried to pitch rick and morty as doctor who meets back to the future like that like that's how it was pitched to me at first and i was like that sounds like shit yeah um but in reality it's you know really clever show and just like sarah's comic like heart of time is actually a really clever um fun time travel comic and the only thing it really has in common with doctor who is time travel so you know if you pitch it as it's about you know what her actual pitch is which is something along the lines of like it's about a girl who has a time traveling scooter who travels through time with her pug that's actually pretty cool and that's much more interesting yeah um my other tip is smile and stand up um if you're, I know if you're an art, if you have a commission on the day and you're an artist and you're drawing that commission, that's cool. Every other situation, you should totally be standing. Um, it makes it easier to make eye contact with people. It makes you more engaged. If you're just sitting there on your phone, no one will come over to your table. Also, if they, if they do like come over, then care. they're standing, you're sitting, you might get a bit intimidated for whatever reason. I've had people where like, I've walked over to their table, looked at their comics, stood in front of them, and then just walked away because they didn't even look at me. It's like you're not that's not how you're gonna sell anything. Yeah. Um or it's not even how you're gonna like interact with people. Like you're just that's gonna be your entire interaction all day. If you're going to be there, be there. Exactly. Be present. Um and my final thing is don't do the hard sell. Mm. Find a balance between giving your sales pitch and like it's it's a, it's a sell hard thing the steak like, sell the sizzle not the steak well it's it's not even that it's like I, so there's some creators who i know who will basically do everything they can to get the comic in in the punter's hands because they know that as soon as it's in their hands it becomes harder for them to say no mm. they like getting it into their hands is actually like this is a real thing that if you get someone to hold the comic they are more likely to buy it but that they'll do everything that they can to put it in your hands. And then once they do, they basically won't take it back and they really pressure you to buy it. And in fairness, most of the people I know who do this, their comics are good enough that no one's going to complain about it. But it's still like I've had people be like, I just went over to that table and I bought this comic and I have no idea why. What did he do to me? Like... Sometimes it's like you just like walked over, spun around three times, and suddenly you had paid for a comic. Um, like basically, it's like don't be an asshole because just because you need to make like obviously you need to make money, but forcing people like there are people who in the comic industry who have a bad reputation because that's how they do what they do, and no one's going to recommend going to your like comic creators will recommend going to other people's tables. They won't recommend you if they know you're going to be an asshole and do the hard sell basically yeah i mean you're, hopefully your the thing that you're selling will be good enough in its own merits where they you don't need to resort to sneaky psychological tactics yeah the other thing is once you get a good pitch down memorize it and you should be able to rattle it off at the top of the drop of a hat as long as it doesn't um, sound rehearsed so um my friend steve who writes uh steve penfield who does draws rather um moon has oh. his pitch down so well that I've literally he literally says it word for word the same way every time he's thinking about making it into a t-shirt. Yeah. 
Um, and it's literally like everyone who knows him can basically do it. It's, have you ever wondered what the moon does um, when it's not hanging in the sky? Well, and he like rattles it off. It's like, anyway, it's a really good comic if you do want to check it out, Moon. Um, I've, I've seen it at conventions and stuff. It is, it's cool. It's a cool thing. Yeah, it is a cool comic. Anyway, but the thing is, it's like he rattles it off and it's like he's a big like showman-y guy and he draws a lot of people to the table and he does sell well. And I think he's one of the ones who has a really good um, balance between he will sort of try to get the comic in your hand. But if you just say no, like he accepts that. And he won't run after on. you like, saying, no, come on, come back, buy this. Yeah, um, basically. But yeah. Oh, I did forget one other thing for the press people. Um, I just want to go back to this because it came up because actually this happened to me while I was at Steve's table at um, Ice Bright and Ice this year. Okay. Uh, basically, if you're press and you're talking to someone about promoting their book or anything like that, Stand to the side of the table. Don't block the view of the comics. And if anyone else who might actually purchase a comic comes over, um, stop. Like, don't try to take over the conversation. Like, let the let that conversation happen. Like, basically, don't stop the comic creators from getting a sale just because you're basically pitching your company, which is what I do. Yeah. Um, I pitch like you know we give free promotion and free reviews and that sort of thing to comic creators. And the last thing I want to do is stop them from getting a sale because I'm trying to promote their comic. Exactly. Just There's a punter conversation and a press conversation. Don't yes. confuse one for the other. Yeah. So that's basically all of my uh, Comic-Con advice. Scott, I don't know if you have anything else. Um, in terms of advice, I think I pretty much said everything. Just, uh, again, just have fun. Be respectful. Yeah. Follow the rules. Don't be a dick. And uh, buy stuff you like. I think that that's a really good way of summing up exactly what you should do at a Comic Con. And just in life in general, you know? Yeah. Don't be an asshole. Unless you're me and then you're given free reign! Fuck the Princess Bride! We're gonna have words. But anyway, um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thank you very much, David, for joining me today. Thank you very much for talking about all the uh, great tips for going to cons. Absolutely, Scott. As you know, I always love coming on the show. And we love having you. Also, thank you to Dan Harris for our logo, that lovely microphone with the red and blue 3D glasses. My glasses, that's from him. Thank you very much. And you can listen to the show on iTunes, Podbean, YouTube. We're on YouTube now. Or at A Place to Hang Your Cape. If you do go on iTunes, please leave us a review. We want to get your feedback. We want to know what you think, even if it's negative. If it is negative, I'll be fine with it. No, really, really, I'll be fine. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blah, 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 at AP2HYC, using the hashtag PodCapers. We're on the Weeby Geeks and Tangent Bound Network. Check us out there. And as David said, we have a Patreon. Go on there uh, to Patreon forward slash AP2HYC. Check out the lovely rewards we have on offer. So thank you for joining us, Capers. This has been PodCapers, the official podcast of a place to hang your cape. Cue the music! <laughs>